0: Now, from the Mousekape Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousekape listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with our longtime listener, Travis, out of Alabama. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 591, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Capades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Masquerade Podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Call us today for a free quote. As I said, this is Travis, so welcome to the show, Travis. Have you been on with us before? Because I couldn't remember.
1: I never have. Uh, When Nick was hosting the show, we tried a couple of times and never could get our schedules coinciding.
0: Yeah, it is hard. It um, I know sometimes I get really lucky. Like this week, I have three trip reports to do. But sometimes I can't get people and we're just, like scrambling to try to put together a Friday show. But I love to do the trip reports because you get views from different people. And you're obviously from a different state than us. So here in Missouri, that just gives a whole new perspective. So you went to Disney World the weekend of Martin Luther King's birthday, correct? That's correct. I'll let you talk about that. So was this pre-planned or did you do it last minute? How did that work out?
1: Well, we've been seasoned pass holders probably since around 2014. My family consists of me and my wife and three kids. So last year, we had decided that my wife and I were gonna keep our annual passes and we we're gonna let the kids expire for several reasons. We went last year in Ju- uh, July, the weekend after the park opened, August and September, and then we let everything roll off. After Christmas, I, we were all just depressed that the kids weren't annual pass holders and we live in Alabama, like you said, but it's still a six and a half hour drive down down there, but only in the Disney universe is that right next door and you can do a weekend trip with six and a half hour drive. So <laughs> you know, we'll leave sometimes on a Friday afternoon and come back Sunday afternoon. But right after Christmas, we decided, you know, we're just all depressed. We got to get those kids annual passes back. And so right after Christmas, I called Disney and they agreed to let me repurchase their annual passes, even though they weren't selling them at the time that they weren't selling new ones, but they let me renew theirs. We did that. And then the next week we were back in the park.
0: That's awesome. And you couldn't go in the fall because you said uh, your daughter is in marching band or?
1: She's a majorette.
0: She's a majorette.
1: Yeah, in September, we had a football game and the game got over at 10 o'clock central time. We drove as far as we could until I just couldn't stay awake, which was Valdosta, Georgia, got there about two o'clock in the morning. Uh, the lady agreed to let us get a, a room for a cheaper price because we were leaving in four hours. And so we were back on the road and, and in the park at 10 o'clock on that Saturday for Labor Day weekend. We do crazy things like that all the time. We go for a week at spring break, we go for a week around our anniversary. And and then we'll do weekend trips throughout the year. So we're usually in the park about six or seven times a year.
0: That is awesome. I wish. We live too far away. Although <laughs> I, I realized how spoiled I was even with the pandemic last year. I was blessed enough to go in October. I don't know if you listened to that episode or not, but even though we didn't go in the parks in December, we were engulfed in Disney. like We were on Disney property every day and just doing the stuff in, with the resorts and eating out and all that and Disney Springs and stuff like that. So that's so fun. What parks did you get to visit that weekend? Or did you do the Park Hopper?
1: Well, though the Park Hopper wasn't in effect then, I don't believe. So Saturday we did the Magic Kingdom, Sunday we did Hollywood Studios, and then Monday we did uh, Epcot. Nice. So the only one we didn't get to go to was Animal Kingdom.
0: And before I would have said that wasn't a big deal, is that a big, do you guys wish you could have been able to go to it or? Oh yeah, I mean
1: as as a pass holder you know we've been kind of spoiled because what we usually do, our normal strategy is to go to another a park like Epcot, Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios during the day and then we transition and end every night at, at the Magic Kingdom. I usually get over there about six or seven o'clock. So not getting to go to a park is definitely not how we normally do things.
0: So. Just walk us through like the highlights of your uh Magic Kingdom visit, what your family enjoys to do, any tips or tricks that you have for the listeners.
1: Okay, sure. When we first got there, we noticed on the monorail uh, line that there were numbers in front of the gates. And so I was like, what is this about? Because we had been there a couple of months before and and they didn't have the numbers. And so uh, what they've got now is each car is is compartmentalized into compartments of four and there's opaque like T-shaped dividers in each bench. And so I I understand what they're doing, but as a family of five, you know, we got our own car. Then also like we're on the right-hand side of the monorail coming in. so I could only see the sights to the right hand side of the car. So you can't, you, we couldn't see Seven Seas Lagoon and the girls couldn't see the contemporary or, you know, the, the park as we were coming up to it. So that's kind of weird. I understand why they're doing it, but it, but it's weird. What we normally do when we get to the Magic Kingdom is go to Space Mountain. So that's what we did. We made a beeline there um, and we got there just in time for it to break down. So they were, it, it broke down and they were not letting anybody wait in line. You had to clear out. I would say, you know, the park, again, Yes, people have kind of guesstimated that it's at 35 to 50% capacity, but there is definitely a lot of people back in the parks. Right. And so one of the themes of our visit this time was the lines. And I really don't know how much, how they're going to get any more people in the park because the lines, you know, they're socially distancing people in the lines. And so they're coming up with creative ways of where to put you in the queue. Right. So anyway, we walked back over to Buzz Lightyear and got in line there and you still get, you at that time, you get in the queue right in front of the ride. But then we walked all the way back down almost to the purple wall and came back, went into the laugh floor and made a securitas route through the laugh floor then came back out and it's just crazy and that's a 35 minute wait right (laughs) you know but the line is so long but anyway we did that then we went across uh, the park and did jungle cruise and pirates Uh, once again the pirate queue was just insane it started where jungle cruise you come out at and then it walked you had to walk all the way back across pirates to the adventure land sign come all the way back across the, the front of pirates and then kind of meander around to the left of The the ride, and then go into the actual building till you got to the actual queue. And so, I just don't see how how they can get too many more people in there with their line lengths uh, as they are. You know, they're they're smarter than me, and I'm sure they'll find out uh, figure out a way.
0: Well, I did notice on Haunted Mansion, they weren't snaking it around like they used to do before the pandemic it was either last week or the week before they added in the walls where it used to be like just rope or chains or whatever because at one point they said that the line was all the way back to uh big thunder mountain that's crazy they are gonna have to think about that and that is what i've told people that are interested in going um i i don't see until this pandemic is more under control and we have more people vaccinated how they can increase the capacity. I just don't see that it's possible. I am sorry that you had to wait so long though.
1: No, 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 but it was just the lines. I mean, the wait time for Buzz Lightyear was still 35 minutes, but you just had it, the line look and, and by perception, you would have thought, oh my gosh, this is a two hour line. Right. It was 35 minutes. The Pirates line was about an hour. I think it was posted 80 minutes. I think we uh, got in line for about an hour. My oldest daughter, Lauren, she had, uh, she pulled up her stopwatch on her phone and she said, I'm gonna buy, figure out how long this takes. <laughs> and so it was about 60 minutes. And I do think that's another thing that we've noticed since we came back in July it, with the pandemic, they're they're getting better with estimating wait times. But in the beginning, they would say like, this is a 40 minute wait time and it would be 15. Right. You know, it would just be really easy. We were really spoiled in July. I will say the very first weekend they opened, I can show you pictures. There's nobody on Main Street. It was a once in a lifetime trip. It was It was phenomenal.
0: We felt like that even in October. We couldn't believe how blessed we were. Because it was just a much more laid back and relaxed thing. But we were also talking about how there's not as many people. And we like our personal bubble, or our personal space here in North America. Other countries and continents aren't visiting us right now. That's a lot of the reason why it's not so crowded. Because like we saw that even in New York when we went, when you have people coming from all over the place. People just don't know. They don't think there is social distancing before the pandemic, I mean. They would be, oh, there's a little space. I'm going to stick my child in that little space. (laughs) And you're like, no, you're in my bubble, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, those lines were kind of crazy. But at the same time, like you said, just it was a nice present i'm anxious to see kaylee and i are going on a girl's trip with another mom and her daughter in about i don't know 18 days i think yeah 18 days and so we will see what it's like in february but i know nick came in last week he's like 10 minute wait you can walk on to fly to passage who's heard of this i'm like well we'll see how it is when i get there and so then did you guys dine at any place or do you guys typically dine in the parks or how does that work for you guys
1: we do try to. Uh, we try to eat one meal a day in the park, and uh, we did the Jungle Skipper Cantina this time. This is the second time we've ate there, and I got to tell you, I think it's great. I think it's one of the best options in the Magic Kingdom. The food is really good. The girls shared a steak, and actually, my son got a steak as well. Uh, my wife ate fish, and I ate chicken, but it was just, it was great. Now, we did have to wait a while there. Um, they were running behind schedule, and so we had a reservation, but it was probably. 20 to 25 minutes before we got a table, but uh, it was great. I love how the restaurant's themed and that whole experience there.
0: Yeah. I think we need to try that one. Cause I, you're the second person I heard say that I know that beauty and our, excuse me, be our guest is like Nick's fave, but since they took away the breakfast option and the lunch and not being a prefix thing, I don't know that we'll go back there. And, and and that's sad to me because I really do like it, but the food is a lot of money. And I don't know that unless I'm on like free dining or something, I don't know that it's worth it to me. I would rather go to like California grill or someplace like that, but we'll have to see.
1: We've never been to California Grill, but we we had gotten into a rut of going to Pecos Bills every time. And I just wanted to try something different. And, you know, Columbia Harbor House is closed right now. And so one of our other favorites is uh, Liberty Tree Tavern, but that's expensive. Uh, But that is a great restaurant. So we we branched out to Jungle uh, Skipper Cantina and really enjoyed it.
0: I um, have heard people say that. In fact, one of my friends uh, flew back to Georgia today and she's one of the ones that told me I really needed to try it. She's like, you just need to try it so good because the original reports that i was hearing like watching youtube videos and stuff and i know that's not a fair you you want to get somebody that eats like you is what you want to do when you hear from somebody that's what i've heard that it's much better than people made it out at the very beginning
1: yeah i think in the beginning they were trying some unusual foods and trying to make it unique and i wanted to go when it was when they had that menu but i couldn't get my kids <laughs> To eat there you know so so now that they've got more traditional food you, it's it's easier an easier sell.
0: did you tell us your kids ages at the beginning because i forgot i'm sorry if you did
1: no, that's okay. Lauren is 17, Ashley 16, and John Frank is 13.
0: Okay, so you got right in the teenage. Woo. Oh, yeah. So then on Sunday, you guys went to Hollywood Studios and how was that?
1: It was great. Once again, the lines were just crazy, but uh, let me let me go back to Saturday real quick. And I will say, as an annual pass holder, when you're in Orlando and you pay for five annual passes, if you're breathing in the city limits, I feel like I have to be in the park or I'm losing money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I'm, uh, I have Enjoyed that I didn't think I would like. The park is closing at seven o'clock, so that's given us a chance to to go outside the park and feel like we're we're not missing something. And so uh, the last three or four times we've been, we've ate at some local uh, Orlando restaurants that are really good for less money. There's a restaurant there called Giordano's. It's a pizza place, and they've got Chicago style pizza that is phenomenal that you can't get here. Right. And so so we went to Giordano's Saturday night and loved it. That's just one thing that I didn't think I would like, the reduced hours, but it does allow you to do other things.
0: I would say that I would agree with you on that because we liked it. That was the time we stayed off property in October. That was the first time. And it gave us an opportunity, like you said, to visit some local places so that you could tell people about other places to visit in Orlando because not everybody does stay at the resort. I mean, I think that we just assume they do because well, that's what we always did. Um, and we had tried the hash house when we were there and really liked that. However you say that, I'm not going to try to murder it again. <laughs> (laughs) or Donald's Brad had tried that when they went on a mission trip with church when Kaylee was like sixth or seventh grade I think they had said but yeah I'm glad you got to try that and where'd you guys stay did you tell me this already
1: we always well I can't say always but generally we stay off property uh, just because it's cheaper it's cheaper and we try to go as many times as possible to maximize our dollar I understand if you're coming once a year uh, the bubble and the excitement of being on property and we like that too but um, we just stayed at a Best Western. The purpose is to go to Disney and, uh, and not spend as much money on, on rooms and that leaves up more budget for souvenirs and, and eating. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Oh, I know. That's what I'm, I'm uh, wavering with right now because we just recently discovered that uh, my parents' timeshare was in Orlando and that it literally is 10, minute, 10 minutes from Disney Springs. And so we, I don't think until recently realized how close it was. Yeah. So we may be doing that as Well, all right, now I will take you, sorry, back to Hollywood Studios
1: out of problem. Uh, Hollywood Studios, you know, the parking lot looks like nobody's in the, in the uh, park because what we were used to is seeing a full parking lot all the way to the back and then as you come in from the, the the entrance, I have even seen it where parking was on the right-hand side of the tramway, but once you get in the park with social distancing and everything, it's still pretty pretty busy, but we're, we're more thrill ride type people, so when, when we got in the park, we went to Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, that line started on Sunset Bull boulevard but once again it looked long and it then they said 60 minutes but I bet you we waited 40 minutes it moved really fast um and we were in the ride quickly so when we got off there we went to of course Tower Terror that line was outrageous i mean it wrapped back it didn't start until behind the ride and then we went down the walkway to Fantasia and walked around back there and it was a long wait i mean I, we probably did wait 80 to 90 minutes to ride that ride ride. In fact, at one point, they've got cast members on, on Sunset Boulevard with a rope as kind of uh, traffic control officers, and they walk across and put the ropes up so that they stop traffic so that you can get across the road and uh, so that the, the line can come across the road. It's pretty crazy.
0: That is crazy. And uh, we didn't uh, do Hollywood Studios when we went there in October, just as a recommendation by one of the other agents who had went the week before. So we opted out of it this time because we heard, well, she only rode, I think, a total of three rides and she was there all day with her kids. And so we thought, well, let's just maximize our time and enjoy ourselves as an adult only tripping uh, Epcot. (laughs) So did you get a Rise of the Resistance or did you try to get a Rise of the Resistance? We didn't
1: even try because we did get a rise of the Resistance. Uh, we've ridden it three times already.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, we didn't want to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning because we had gotten there so late on Friday night. I just didn't think it was worth it. I said we'd try for the 1 o'clock time, you know, uh, because they reopened it then. And we didn't get one then either. So there was no harm, no foul. We've ridden it three times. Um, so we didn't get into the park, I don't think, till 10 o'clock.
0: Gotcha. And so do you guys have, like, your favorite rides than like, Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror? At, at that park
1: yes my wife loves m- toy story midway mania me too I, I i like it too but my elbow always hurt <laughs> i would have told you before this trip that epcot was my second favorite park behind uh, magic kingdom but after this this trip i think hollywood studios is really solidifying itself as my second favorite park i, I really enjoy everything in the park
0: and see, we were like that probably the first three or four years. And then when they started closing things down and everything until uh, they opened up Toy Story Land, Brad was like, I almost could not go to that park. I mean, if it weren't for Rock and Roller Coaster, because we really love that. And mm-hmm. did you guys ride Mickey's Runaway? Because if you told me that, I'm, I, it's a long day. And
1: I <laughs> no, 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 we did. Uh, and, and we've ridden that every time we go. And I really do think that's a great addition to the park. I like it better than the great movie ride that may be heresy to, to some hardcore fans but <laughs> I really do like it a lot it's one of my favorites in the, in the park now
0: I just wish that there was a way that they could have kept it and do but I understand it's like uh, like Walt's Walt said we've got to move on mm-hmm. so then did you guys dine at any of the restaurants there because we have our favorites there <laughs>
1: We, we do too. So 50s prime time is our most definite favorite. We do that every time we go. And I would have told you that this was not physically possible uh, before this trip, but we have sat at the same table the last three times in a row oh
0: my that gosh. we've been to
1: that restaurant. That
0: <laughs> the is same awesome. table. we were in the same room several times but we've never been at the same table and so this last time that we went it wasn't this year it was obviously because we didn't go in the parks but christmas 2019 i remember kaylee was all excited because we sat on the other side of the room and i was like we're in the same room What does it matter that we're sitting on the other side but she's like it's just a change up
1: yeah we really like 50s and we always get a milkshake at the end and so it's great i I like the old tv shows that they're showing on there and and the the decor and everything and i I will say this time they did not have the stick they were not really interacting you know get your elbows off the table and what are you doing here they weren't doing that but um it, it's great. We love that restaurant.
0: So you, what kind of shakes do you get? I have to ask for Joey because he would want to know that.
1: <laughs> Two of us get uh, vanilla and three of us get chocolate. Pretty plain.
0: He did not know there was a such thing as a peanut butter and jelly shake till he went there. And like that is his thing now. He thinks everybody should get the peanut butter and jelly shake.
1: Well, I thought I had gotten a vanilla malt there before, but I guess not because they did not have it. But I would have preferred the vanilla malt. Yes. I thought I had gotten a malt before, but maybe they took that off the menu.
0: That was my dad's favorite. He loved a good malt. So he can have all the malts he wants now in heaven, I'm sure, (laughs) because I've decided that sweets are allowed all the time in heaven. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> whether that's true or not, able yeah. <laughs> to burst my bubble, I'll find out when I get there. I'll be so happy I'm there that I don't think I'll care. But the park closed at seven is that right
1: it did but if they say even before the pandemic if the line said for like flight of passage said 180 minutes go ahead and get in line the last 10 minutes the park's open because it's not going to take 180 minutes to ride so we waited to the very end and got in the slinky dog line and rode it i think it said about uh, maybe a 70 minute wait we probably took about 30 minutes Uh, it's amazing how how fast they can push people through an attraction Right when they're trying to go home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At the end of the day, but yeah, we we did that. Um, we did get to ride the Millennium Falcon, and we've done that several times before. And then, you know, at the end of the day, people are trying to get out of the park. So we were able to ride Midway Mania two more times. So
0: that is awesome.
1: Yeah, my arm was falling off when I left the park.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry about that. So <laughs> did you guys get to try any local restaurants that night then since you left the park so early? Or was your meal later that you didn't have to do that?
1: Well, it was late enough for Mary Esther and myself, my wife and myself, but uh, the kids were hungry, of course. So we went to, and I'm doing air quotes, Mr. Iman's McDonald's.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> really should buy stock in that mcdonald's
1: yeah every time i drive past it now i think about him and him going over there later at night and
0: well that's what I think we talked about this on the show I don't know if you heard it but Nick always told you know us that he walked over there all the time and so we got in real late one night we found out it was 24 hours and we hadn't had dinner and we didn't think that through real clearly and there really wasn't anything open so we were just gonna settle for like a bag of chips and be go to bed and have breakfast and not worry about it well you don't really say that to an 18 or 19 year old because their stomach doesn't understand that so Joey walked there and the next day we went somewhere that we took an Uber, and the driver told us there's bobcats on that road all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, you're never walking there. And Nick said, I never saw a bobcat. And I said, well, if you did, you wouldn't have been recommending some people to walk. But yeah. I
1: was joking with him one time. I told him, um, I said, I've prepaid you a, a chocolate shake. So when you get here, tell him that there's a shake because he was coming like the next week. We missed him in the park for a week. It, finally, he came back and said, did you really do that? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know I that was great. Do you like the new location? I mean, the new because it looks amazing. It's like the giant McDonald's.
1: It does look amazing. We haven't been able to go inside. I think oh, the drive-through, okay. maybe okay. all that's open. But it does look, it, it's really neat looking from from the outside.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for them because they just about opened it like right after the pandemic, right?
1: Yes, I think they they did. They were working on it uh, right around that time and I think they were about finished.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Now, what we got to do that night because the park opened or closed so so early, we rode the Skyliner over the Caribbean Beach Resort and back just to do it. Right. And then we went to McDonald's and then we went to Disney Springs. So, and we were able to kick around there for a little bit. We had had toyed with the idea of eating at uh, the Yacht Club. No, the Boathouse, I'm sorry the boathouse okay and we got to do that on our last trip and we loved it we sat right next to the water the food was great the ambiance was great uh, but we we had just ate dinner or lunch so so early at fift- or so late at 50s that we just decided that the boathouse was not an option this time yeah once again uh Another benefit of the park closing early was we got to go to Disney Springs.
0: And that was another thing that we enjoyed too. We were saying that you get to enjoy your resort more and you get to en- enjoy Disney Springs. I mean, there's just so many things that we never thought of before because we thought we were supposed to stay till the park closes.
1: And, but like I said, that's what we traditionally do. What we do, like I told you, when we transferred over to the Magic Kingdom, in the past, you know, the Magic Kingdom would close at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. We would stay until midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Then we'd go to the Emporium and stay there till one thirty or 2 o'clock. And then it's, you know, it's always 40 minutes to get from the entrance to the park to your car. Right. Because you've got to either take a bus, a boat, or the monorail, and it's never quick. And so we'd get home really early in the morning the next day and, and start later the next day. And so this has allowed us to do other things that we've enjoyed, you know.
0: That was one of the things we talked about when we were there that we're getting to enjoy other things that we may not have ever done because we didn't know any different Mm -hmm. and so you went to bed and then the next morning you got to go to epcot
1: we did and i did not check mine out i thought the park was going to open at nine like it always did in the world showcase would open at 11. but the park actually opened at 11. right so what we did this time, to compensate for that, we went back to Hollywood Studios and rode the Skyliner to Epcot again, just to kill some time. We So then we came in the International Gate, back there in the back, and to kill some more time, the park was still closed. Instead of walking and kind of going through Great Britain and angling off to the right, uh-huh. or to the left, I'm sorry, we went to the right through France and walked the long way around the World Showcase. And my son really enjoyed that. He said, you know, we really ought to do this more often. He loved seeing uh, the park come into life, the, the people walking past, the employees walking past, or the cast members. Um, It was Festival of the Arts, so they were taking down the the canvas around their, their booths there and opening the booths up. And if he said it once, he must have said it three times, that this is really cool to be in the park this early. We should do this more often. And I thought, you're not getting out of bed when the park <laughs> normally opens, so but you know so we enjoyed that. But we walked all the way around. We walked through the old Odyssey restaurant, which I think is the Epcot Center or something now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We really didn't spend any time in there. But when we came out, we came out at the end of the line for Test Track, so we just got in the line there for Test Track and rode it.
0: We were in that too. Did you have to wait very long? I, it said that it was a seventy-minute wait, but I think we only waited like. 40 minutes
1: no it was a pretty long wait uh, like i said the line was if you know where those bathrooms are behind the old mouse gears that's where the line started
0: Holy and so you me. had
1: to walk all the way back out there to where the jaminators used to be and then back across and, and down and the line was really long and it was a long way
0: and um you were talking about before i wanted to come back to that that they they're doing better job of judging the times mm-hmm. well at the beginning i know that they were interviewing people and the cast members were saying that remember those lanyards that they used to give people that would help them gauge the line times the only thing i don't understand about that is now they should be able to use those again because we know now that it doesn't transfer from thing to thing and all they would have to do is sanitize that and then give it to somebody else Mm -hmm. so i'm surprised that they haven't brought that back but i do know that that's why the times were so off at the beginning
1: well and uh, i did not notice them using those lanyards this time either i mean that was a beginning of January, they may have changed that by now, but I, I did not notice them using those.
0: I, I probably would have heard it somewhere, but I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I just want to see how it changes from October to when I was there in October to now. So then you got to do a slow start to your day and then do the test track. Did you guys go to Future World, like land and seas or?
1: Yeah, we walked across the park and did soaring next. Um, that line really hasn't changed much at all. The the addition of that third theater has really helped soaring, um, And so We timed that perfect. Uh, We didn't wait long at all to ride that. Uh, Then we came out and and we did eat at Sunshine Seasons. I really like Sunshine Seasons a lot because the rotisserie chicken is so good.
0: Oh, we've never had that.
1: You can get one at Walmart for six bucks, but (laughs) (laughs) that's just as good.
0: But it wasn't magical.
1: (laughs) That's right. And you know, in the past at Sunshine Seasons, you could walk back there and it was kind of a a cafeteria style setup. You, You walked to each station and there were several options. Now you have to either mobile order or there was one cashier out front who would take your order and i used him because i wanted to pay with cash and not a credit card but i kind of liked walking back there and then they didn't have creme brulee back there (laughs) oh and that's one of my favorites yes but um we we like sunshine seasons a lot and then when we finish there of course you got to do living with the land and that's one of my favorite rides um at epcot because i love the people mover just like brad does of course living with the land has to be a favorite too but Um, I will say, when we were there, the people mover was not working, but I think I've heard since that they have gotten it back operational.
0: So, no. (laughs)
1: They, They don't? They don't?
0: So it is running, but it was supposed to open on, and I knew I shouldn't have got my hopes up, but (laughs) it was supposed to open Sunday and Saturday, they announced that they moved it to February 28th and we come home on the 24th. And I'm devastated mostly because, and I don't know if you heard the show or not, but one of our travel agents, Gina, has never been on it and she's going to be there the same day as I am. And so I was going to get to take her on the inaugural ride and do like a pop-up about it and everything. And I had to tell her that they changed the date again and she was just like wah 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 you know because we'd been talking about it for like three weeks we're like oh my gosh we're gonna take you on there i cannot believe you've never been on this ride to us it's like walt it's something that walt would envision and so i know brett i mean literally Brad would stay on that ride all day if we didn't take him off and if they would let him ride it that many times because i know that in on christmas morning the one year the kids rode space mountain six times in a row and we just stayed on that thing the whole the people <laughs> the whole time so
1: yeah I love it. I really do. It's, it's very relaxing.
0: And so uh, did you eat at any places besides Sunshine Seasons, like did you do a sit down or that's just the place that you chose to eat there at that park?
1: That's where we chose to eat that day uh, because we left the park at about four o'clock because we had the six and a half hour drive back. Um, oh yeah. So that's all the eat Well, we did go, the kids wanted to go back to France and get some uh, ice cream. Okay. So we got the three kids ice cream in France, and then I, I did get my creme brulee back in the
0: uh, yes the patisserie. Did they did <laughs> they heat it up for you? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I figured you would know that because you're a pass holder, but some people don't realize that you can ask them to heat that up. And the first time I went there, I wasn't, I didn't know that. And I saw the lady behind me and I'm like, can I get this heated? I can get this heated up. You know, I was like, why was I not doing this? Before? You know, it's kind of like the first time we went to Liberty Tree Tavern, we didn't, we knew it was all you could eat, but we weren't thinking dessert because I don't know, we just didn't think about dessert. And so when we went back with our friends, I said, my daughter got a bite and I got a bite and my son ate the rest. And the guy said, well, why didn't you order another one? We're like, you can do that? And they were like, we did not need to know that. We, you know, we're trying to be good and cut on the sugar and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, you can get another one. I'm like, shh, I don't know that. I don't need to know that. But anyway,
1: that's one of our favorite places to eat.
0: That one where you got the creme brulee, the patisserie though, they have some amazing food back there. I'm so glad that they have the lobster bisque back there now.
1: Yeah, what we usually do is get it's get a sandwich and split it, and the quiche lorraine and split it, and and get the creme brulee for dessert. And those are some of the best sandwiches. Yes. I don't, I don't know how you make a sandwich good, <laughs> different from the one that I make at my house, but they're great.
0: Well, you didn't make it, first of all. We always say things are better <laughs> when you don't make it yourself. But they're so inexpensive. That was one of the things that we talked about on our trip report with our friends is uh, there's a ham and cheese croissant that she always gets when she goes there. And she said it's like five ninety five 95 or something. And that for Disney is a really good deal. I mean, I don't think you can get a croissant sandwich at Panera for five ninety five.
1: Yeah, that's a great deal. It is a great deal. Well, let me ask you a question you may know the answer to. We, we, we did go through the Mexico Pavilion and we did the three caballeros. And when we went through, Donald was missing. And now I understand all three of them are missing. So I guess are they, are they rehabbing them or what's going on with them?
0: So no official word from Disney this week, but they are going to put that there for now. Well, we know that they can't afford a refurb right now because they got too many other projects going on and they're trying to really divvy out their money appropriately so we don't know like they asked cast members and cast members said they didn't know but i'm like okay nick has always made fun of figment he's this is gonna kill him because that was Mm. like one of his favorite rides so yeah my hope is that they're just gonna put the money into fixing them unless it's gonna be like millions of dollars which i can't imagine it would be
1: yeah, surely
0: not. Eventually, I think it probably does need a refurb, just because you know it's okay to do that. We know from Walt that you need to move on with time, just like they did with Mickey's Runaway Railway. But I think Nick may cry though if that. Mo- <laughs> 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 he made fun of me because I got upset about Great Movie Ride, but I really think totally he may cry.
1: Surely they won't shut the ride down.
0: I hope not but yeah so Donald was just missing right like he wasn't malfunctioning or anything when you were there.
1: Right but now I understand I guess they've got cardboard cutouts so yes. I'm sure they're not cardboard cutouts or something in their place but yeah only Donald was missing when we were there.
0: It's plywood and it does look painted nicer than figment but <laughs> the first thing I saw when I saw that picture and I meant to tell Nick that too I need to call him tonight and tell him but the first thing I saw when I'm like oh my gosh they're turning this right into figment Nick is gonna die.
1: Painted plywood makes me it reminds me of Nick too because that makes me think of him and his complaints with Buzz Lightyear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can make that in my garage, people. Come on. You can, you can That's right. some more money. <laughs> um, I'm surprised he hasn't tried to make that for like Halloween or something in his house. So the one thing I was going to tell you is I don't know when your anniversary is, but you definitely, if you've never been to California Gray, you need to take your wife there for your anniversary trip. <laughs>
1: Well, we do need to do that. Uh, June the 1st is our anniversary, and uh, actually, when we went in September, we actually stayed at the Contemporary, which we had never done before, and we only did that because we thought that was our last trip for a long time, because like I said, we let the kids' annual passes roll off that week, so we stayed at the Contemporary, and we actually ate at the Wave, and I really liked the Wave, too.
0: Didn't you like that? Which meal did you eat there?
1: It was lunch, so I had a Reuben. So it wasn't that exciting or anything, but it was good and I, I enjoyed it.
0: We tried it this time just for something different because I like to report for the listeners, you know, and I need to try new things. I get really, I get in a rut like you were talking about with um, Sunshine Seasons and you just do, you find your favorites and that's just what you stick to or you, you try not to, but you do. But we ate breakfast there. And again, it was breakfast, but it was really good. I had a Floridian um, uh, Eggs Benedict. So is your normal eggs Benedict, but with a crab cake on top.
1: Well, I will say that half of the excitement of going to Disney for me is eating. So <laughs> yeah, I love being in the bubble, but I love the restaurants there and I'm really looking forward to space 220. you know yes. maybe it'll open in my lifetime. but
0: they've like really cut that off as far as not saying anything about it, but I the construction walls are down. so I keep thinking I keep watching the news to see if it's gonna re, it's gonna open anytime soon or what.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you so much. This was really fun and it's nice to put a face to a, a name after all these years.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you said, I'm a longtime listener. Um, we f- went, first went to Disney in 2011 for the very first time, and when I came back, I had started listening to podcasts podcast um, before that, but I really wasn't a big Disney fan to be honest with you. But my oldest daughter, who was eight at the time,
0: oh my gosh,
1: it ca- kind of got upset as we were leaving the park. Our first trip was I've always wanted to see the space shuttle lift off, and so we went down to see the second to last space shuttle launch, and so we we told the kids that's what we were going to Orlando. Florida 4. And uh, it was an early morning launch, and after the launch, we drove over to Disney, kind of, and they didn't know what we were doing. We didn't tell them why we were going. Fun. And so, yeah, it was fun. They were 8, 7, and 4 at the time, and so, you know, it was, it was a big deal. And as we were coming back uh, on the monorail, my 8-year-old kind of got upset, and that's when my heart kind of broke for Disney because I'm really not a Disney. I wouldn't have said I was a Disney fan before that. I I don't really watch a lot of Disney movies. We went to Disney one time when I was growing up. I just, you know, it was was a good place, but wasn't really a fan and never saw myself as a pass holder. But, you know, when I saw her crying about leaving because I just thought she doesn't know if she's ever coming back. And so, I thought, you know, if it's this important for you and you had that much fun, I'm going to try to get you back here as many times as I can. And so that's kind of how we became pass holders. And so when I got back, like I said, I had started listening to podcasts and I thought, you know, I wonder if there's any Disney podcasts out there. And I found Be Our Guest and, um, and then I found Mousecapades with Dave and Nick and uh, really enjoyed their banter, their, their, right. you know, back, back and forth. And yeah, these are really cool guys that I could hang out with. And I, I never dreamed that one day I'd be on the show and have uh, Nick's you know, cell phone and talk to him and uh, be you know, as, fr- as friendly with somebody as you can that lives in Alabama and, and St. Louis. Right. But uh, I really love the podcast and, and what you guys do. It does help uh, keep us in the Disney frame of mind from in between our trips. And I love hearing the news.
0: It's so fun. It really, really is. And I don't think that I had any idea either. I was like you. Well, I didn't go at all as a child. When I first went, we were in college and I was 19. We sang and so we were allowed to be the Magic Kingdom but we didn't get to do a whole lot of stuff because the first part of the day we were prepping for singing for Musical Magical Days. I do remember riding Space Mountain because it was my first roller coaster because I (laughs) never had rode a roller coaster before that (laughs) and then my friends talked me into riding a dark roller coaster that I didn't know what was going on. So then fast forward because it was not until 2009 that I went with my family but everything's fun to do for Brad because he never traveled ever anywhere when he was a child. So It's doing the first things with my kids and that too. So I totally understand what you're saying. We were just so overwhelmed because there was so much to do and not enough time to do everything you wanted to do. And so then the next year, we decided to try it on our own. And we had never really vacationed on our own. So yeah, until you do it, you just don't understand. And so that's what we've been trying to do with my mom because she's never been, you know, until we took her on the outskirts of the park the, at Christmas, she'd never been there. And I think now she's getting excited. At first she didn't understand our excitement and, and we weren't even actually staying at a resort. We were just there by the bubble and we were so engulfed in the bubble the whole time she kind of got a feel for it so I offered to go in October because I was thinking maybe that would be less but then I thought no that's the 50th anniversary what am I thinking and she's like I'm, I kind of want to go at Christmas now if that's still okay and I'm like okay so we're going to try it this Christmas hopefully the pandemic is history and out of there but thank you so much this was so fun and we would love to yeah. have you on again we'd love to have your kids on because it's like it's fun to get a teenage perspective on different things or, and even your wife if she would be willing I know some people don't are like to be on a podcast.
1: I told Nick, though, last week, I was joking. I said, Vicky asked me to be on the podcast. And I said, yes, but I'm, I kind of haven't been this nervous to call a woman since I called my wife for the first time. <laughs> I, I kind of was a little nervous to be on the podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, you know, you always hate to hear your own voice.
0: <laughs> well, I still hate to hear my own voice, but it's so fun. And I just truly have grown a family out of this. And I really, really appreciate all you guys that listen. We say that every week. And I think that sometimes people don't really believe us that they, they can come on. And I'm trying to get as many, especially you guys that have been listening for so long. You are family to us. You are our Hana. And we feel like we need to be connecting and stuff like that. And it, it draws your family closer, your, your blood family. And then it draws another set of family. And uh, that's how we feel with the travel agents that we, when we do the podcast every week. It's just been a really, really cool experience that I don't know that I ever dreamed we would be doing. So.
1: It's very cool, very neat. Well, I appreciate it all y'all do.
0: Oh yeah. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you got to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can email us at yourstorytravel.com. And for just a $200 refundable deposit, we can hold a reservation for you. So contact us today. It is the 50th anniversary year. Have a magical day, my friend.